Welcome to Your Gal Friday, a podcast about female leaders, innovators, and rule breakers. Each week, your hosts, Leah and Phoebe, will shine a spotlight on an amazing gal and talk about what we can all learn from her. Brought to you by Gal's Guide to the Galaxy. Welcome to Your Gal Friday. I am Dr. Leah Leach. And I'm Phoebe Freer. Today we are wrapping up our exploration into the world of funny gals in our epilogue show. We are going to cross compare the gals, look at comedy overall, and see what we learned along the way. So to recap, the gals that we covered were Lucio Ball, Lily Tomlin, and Ellen DeGeneres. Absolutely. Dun, dun, dun. So did you like learning about these funny gals? Oh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, Unlike you, I have less experience with funny gals. Um, I, they weren't really an integral bar, integral part of my life like it was for you. So it was interesting for and me. And that is fine. I'm just weird. Well, <laughs> we like that, you know? Um, so it was really fascinating. It was really cool, actually, just learning about them and being able to laugh with them and learning the different types of humor and all that kind of stuff. So. Sweet. I love it. Yes. So it, it's really hard because like, each one of the gals that we actually do cover in this series, I, I mean, I start off usually feeling like I have trivia-based knowledge. Like, I could maybe do well at a trivia night contest right. sort of thing. But, you know, that's like it. Um, but with each of the gals that we do, by the end of my research and then recording the show, I have this kinship and this greater understanding of the world that they lived in now. So, but what was really weird is that all three funny gals, uh, so I grew up with them, right? They were on my TV. Um, and there's this thing that happens with celebrity when you grow up with, uh, with a celebrity on your television, you feel like you know them. Totally. So I yeah. kind of went into this feeling like I knew them, but just like every other gal that we have covered, they surprised me. And oh, yeah. I learned so much from them. And I just, my love and appreciation like grew even more. And Absolutely. also I loved watching comedy clips for like a month. It was fantastic. Oh yeah, that was really fun. It was like, oh, my the start of my research gets to be watching comedy videos. This is fantastic. <laughs> it's a great way to start off research. Absolutely. It puts exactly. you right in the mood. <laughs> so did learning about these gals though, did it change how you view comedy overall? Yeah, actually. Um Growing up, I always viewed comedy as like, you know, people making stupid jokes and me not getting it because, you know, for whatever reason, like lack of life experience or just my sense of humor is different, that kind of thing. But um, I also, right. um, I also really enjoy making my family laugh. And it's usually all inside jokes or like quotes from movies or something like that. And I just like get a kick out of just being really goofy and making my family laugh. So um, I thought it, it was cool um, researching about comedy because it's like, oh, there are different kinds of humor. And not all of it has to be for you, but it's all kind of derived from the same concept. Right. And yeah. It, it, a, lot, a place of healing, a exactly. spreading of joy. Yeah. It was, it was mm -hmm. a lot more about healing yourself and coming out of the ashes, so to speak, or coming out of tragedy, a lot more than I originally thought. There's some 
comedy bars around where I live. And I've like went to a couple like where basically anybody is allowed to go up and do their 10 minutes of stand up or seven minutes, whatever. And yeah. it's like, okay. Open I, mic night. Yeah. Exactly. And that was kind of cool. And I did see a lot coming from like darker places, but I didn't realize that that's really kind of what it's all about. It's all about healing. And the good ones, the ones that really stand out, have like helped themselves heal and move on and do something with their life with comedy or past comedy or just because of comedy it, it just like comedy is so integral to, to their lives especially the gals that we covered and it's like it's part yeah. of their it's more their personality than it is their job so, which was really cool to learn yeah, it was completely uh, intertwined right. into you know into their life, into their personality. It it it's really one of those things where I'm sure it's forest from the trees. We see it as well. That's a no brainer. You're really good at this, and this really helps people do this. Totally. But I'm sure when you're in it, you know, you're like, what are my gifts? Right. What's my niche? How can I help people? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's the same deal with us. You know, it's like, okay, what's my niche? We ask those same questions, me and you. You know, so it's like. Their answer right. was comedy, and Always. it's really cool. <laughs> right, exactly. So what about you? What did you learn more about yeah. them? Like, what what changed? Well, I, I mean, I always kind of knew that uh, tragedy, where there's tragedy, there is comedy. So that's kind of, you know, uh, where I came into this. But these gals really showed me that it's not one big tragic event that makes them turn to comedy for healing. Right, yeah. Um, it's a long struggle. That was something that I saw in all three of them. I mean, Lucille Ball, right? She did 65 movies before making herself. That's, you that's know, a that's lot. a long haul. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. Lily working in clubs until her laugh-in break at age 30. That's a long struggle. That's right. a long haul into it. Yeah. And then Ellen, um, she had her parents' divorce and her girlfriend's death um, and she had later her coming out struggles. But I mean, that was a long struggle all the way through with comedy right by their side. And totally. I see it as this lifeline. And it feels terrible. But sometimes the the longer the struggle, the truther, truther is not a word, <laughs> but that's what I'm going to use today. Truther right. the comedy. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. And I'm actually <laughs> like really glad you meant right to it. Absolutely. Right. I'm actually really glad you mentioned it because um, when we were researching Ellen, I knew that there was something tragic that happened to Ellen besides the coming out um, backlash uh, that made her into comedy. And I got really I got really scared to research her life because I'm like, well, what if there was this one super depressing thing like like unexplainable, unimaginable, right. like I don't want to say it out loud type thing. And right. not downplaying her life struggles, but it was more like she had struggles just like us. She had like her girlfriend dying, her like all of these. It was a mm -hmm. accumulation rather than one big humongous, oh my gosh, don't ever speak of it again type thing. Right. Which this yep. may sound weird. It, it was actually kind of comforting. It's like, okay, I... My life is not irrelevant because my struggles were less or something like that, if that makes any sense. <laughs> right, exactly. They were more relatable, basically. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, no, no, I know what, 
life kind of kicking you down repeatedly every totally. now and again, but not one huge monumental terrible thing yeah right and it's like a continuous thing just like the rest of us as opposed to one big thing it's like oh well that actually makes a lot of sense it's like you said it's more relatable it makes a lot more sense to me because i like the only time i write poetry is when i'm sad so and like because it's the only yeah it's the only time it's any good you know so it's like okay i can totally (laughs) relate to this oh yeah yeah Only self-involved depression poetry for me. That's the only time it kind of Yep, same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who surprised you of the three that we did? Well, I think probably Lily Tomlin would be my first answer because I didn't realize how much she's done. I didn't realize how much she's been a part of my life. Like, she was a part of my life from childhood, so, and now I just adore her, and I didn't really put two and two together that was the same person. So she really surprised me, and, like, the way that she's, it's cool that she's the same character throughout everything. I mean, she's, she plays outrageous, crazy Mm. characters, but they're all, they're, and they're all different, but they're all outrageous and crazy and uplifting and, um you know, are positive about the world. So Lily really surprised me on that. I thought that was really cool. Lily is mine too, actually. Really? <laughs> Do tell. Yeah, she totally, she totally surprised me. Um, Because I, I do think a lot of people kind of, Think of Lily Tomlin as two-dimensional. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. favorite female comedian. Oh, of course, Lily Tomlin. All right, what do you love her in? I don't know. I just love her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. This kind of, yeah. She's always around. She's always funny. She's she's popping into our lives. You're familiar with the name, but like that's like end of story. Right. You know what I mean? You don't really know that much about her. So it's one of those things where it's like she's a funny gal. She's caring. She's really a deep thinker. She's oh yeah. She's intellectual. Oh my gosh. I yeah. was surprised oh, at how yeah. intellectual like she was. Her, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like her <laughs> activism and all of that stuff and how she uses everything to make a statement like that but she's not like mm-hmm. oh no it's lily tomlin making a statement again it's just like no this is who she is <laughs> right it's like lily tomlin is giving us advice on how to be a proper human being yeah exactly you know what i mean yeah. it's never forced <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> it's i present this to you good people do with it as you will yeah exactly <laughs> It's very nice. But also, she's got to be one of the hardest working creative people. Oh, yeah. Um, like that I've ever seen because she works a lot, but a, a good majority of it is she's writing it, she's producing mm-hmm. it, she's, you know, performing in it. So she's creating material, not just going from job to job to job. Right. And that was, it, it blew me away. Like the all the different facets of Lily Tomlin um, uh, blew me away. So I will be a cheerleader of Lily Tomlin and encourage more people to to learn her story and check her out probably for the rest of my life. So Absolutely. Lily surprised me. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Well, whose story did you connect to most? Who got you in the feels? Oh, I, I kind of called it from the beginning, but it was definitely Ellen. Um, Ellen was my first pick for Funny Gals, of course. Um, and oh, yeah. and she, she ended up sticking with me the most. Um, I mean, she wants to help wildlife. She does. Um, she had this major... She had struggled through her life and, I mean... 
she just really inspires me because she came back after we could have lost her and she came back and she came back but making the world a better place purposely making the world a better place like if you watch her current show it's just like everything is on purpose like she picks very specific ways to get messages out and she's like supports wildlife and she wants to do better for the world every day it's just like no she i i I really feel with ellen because it's like no she's kind of i don't want to be into comedy but she's kind of who i want to be if i were ever famous like i want somebody to look at me and be like okay yeah she cares more about a career she cares about the world and making the world a better place Right, using her platform to make the world a better exactly. place. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not to say Lucille Ball or Lily didn't, but the way that Ellen right. does it really right. connects with me the most. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it was, oh gosh, it was tough for me too, because I connected to all three of them mm-hmm. in very big ways. Uh, but I, I I went with Lucy, and Lucy was the mm-hmm. one, my first pick. Yeah, that's fantastic. Too, so I think that's funny. That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Exactly. I mean, Lucy, Lucy just gave me so many feels. I just, it was her loyalty to people and it was also her bravery, you know, being willing to look ridiculous in a time when women were not supposed to look ridiculous, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, she really did show me that uh, people will love you. Uh, even when you make mistakes. And mm-hmm. I think that was a huge lesson for me when I was little. And it's still a huge lesson for me as an adult. Um, but I mean, that was in her show. And it was also in her real life, too. I mean, on the show, her schemes would backfire, right? But mm-hmm. Ricky would still love her anyway. And then the Red Scare happened in real life. McCarthy tried to go after her, but the people still loved her. Right. And her, in real life, Lucy and Desi got divorced, but they were still, you know, in love with each other and huge supporters of each other. Oh, yeah. Like, they never went negative. Very interesting. That loyalty right there. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It was quite amazing, um, uh, but it, it was very it was very moving for me. Um, the idea that at any point she could have easily gone negative and started cutting people out of her life, uh, but instead she showed us bravery to love everyone who had helped her along the way and who she championed and supported. And she was just such a loyal person. Absolutely. Very, very rare in show business and in life. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. So whose story was the hardest for you to research? Honestly, Lily was the hardest for me because almost every article that's on her lists, um, well, talks about her life in list form. Like, okay, and here's all the movies she did. Right. And now here's all the TV shows she did. And I'm like, I just want to know about her, guys. Like, and jumping around the timelines, like, she didn't, it wasn't like, oh, she did 10 movies and then she went and did five TV shows. Like, no, she did all these things in different time period, like, time periods and. It just jumped all around, and I was, like, really struggling for a minute. I was like, I don't know where to go with this, because I I need (laughs) chronological order for it to make any sense at all. So that was was a little difficult for me. But um, once um, me and you talked about it, and we were like, okay, here's the breakdown of it. Here's where she did it. Now let's 
And once we divided up the research, I was like, okay, I think I got this now. But it was, she was, she was difficult because there's just so much and you don't want to exclude everything or you don't want to exclude anything, but you can't include absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was just so many different things she did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually right there with you because I was actually torn between, um, uh, to Lily and Ellen actually as the hardest to research uh, because, you know, Lily, there was so much to cover. I mean, mm-hmm. we mentioned uh, girl did a lot. She did very much. <laughs> a lot so. of credits to cover. Yeah. We actually had to like, we had our uh, outline uh, broken down by decades. Yeah. And then yeah. divide up the work between us by decades. Right. Because that seemed a little manageable. And mm-hmm. we could then tell a story, you know, Absolutely. kind of a linear story a little bit. And that even way. then, we didn't mention every single thing. It was like, okay, here's no. the highlights. It would have been a three hour long episode. It would have been, yeah. <laughs> if we would have mentioned everything Lily did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was just no way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, so, yeah, Lily, because of the the mountains of uh, projects to cover and the different ways that they range, you know, movies and Mm -hmm. TV and Broadway and activism and stuff like that. But then also like the Ellen one was tough for me, too. So I'm kind of like torn between which one. But Ellen was tough because there was stuff that I remembered. Um, at least I thought I was remembering it. So then I had to go try and find it. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, then I couldn't find it. It's like, no, I know what I'm looking for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but for some odd reason, uh, it, I, I mean, I couldn't find like the supporting documents to make sure or the uh, footage that I was trying to find from an interview to like make sure. Um, so that was tough. And then I would also say that Ellen was tough for me too, because I think right now we are at the peak of Ellen's genius and creativity. Oh, yeah. Um, So, I mean, Ellen's journey is so far from over. And I think, you know, like the best is still to come. Oh, yeah. Uh, She's just getting started. So that one Mm -hmm. was kind of hard for me, you know, a little bit. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, well, up to the minute news. Here's what we've got on Ellen so far. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, what similarities did you find uh, with these three gals that we talked about? Well, um, I saw Lily was influenced by Lucille Ball, and so was Ellen. Right. And, which, I mean, that was just the coolest thing ever, you know? And I'm pretty sure Ellen even mentioned Lily Tomlin. So it was like, we kind of planned it that way, but at the same time, we didn't know that they actually were all connected. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. It was like a happy accident. Like, yeah. It might be true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and that was, was like, yep, cool. Yeah, that was really fun to find out. I was like, oh, they all really did inspire each other. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, they all, like we were saying earlier, they derived, they were inspired by bad things that happened in their life, but they were also rising from the ashes, so to speak, and are all very confident in themselves and very driven and determined and they all have very similar admirable qualities. So what about you? Would you see that was similar? (laughs) I thought all three were intensely brave. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved their bravery. They were not afraid of looking ridiculous. 
any of them. Uh, They also were not afraid, at least it didn't come off as afraid, of tackling important issues. Um, And then none of them were intentionally divisive um, for shock value. You know, they didn't have that shock and awe bit. They pushed boundaries and they instead kind of pushed you to think about humanity, you know, Mm -hmm. about what we all share. So that was nice. Um, I also noticed that uh, all of them had a TV show that showcased friendship dynamics. So I Love Lucy, you had like Fred and Ethel, mm-hmm. right? And then with Lily Tomlin, you have Grace and Frankie. Mm-hmm. And then Ellen, you have the by the book, you know, the totally. crew uh, that worked there. And I think it's really interesting because I learned a lot of the value yet complexity of a friendship because of these shows. Totally. <laughs> like how to have a fight, how to agree to disagree. Yeah, it's completely You know true. what I mean? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was neat. Totally. And they all had shows that kind of um, showcased their first names. I mean, Lily Tomlin, she adapted a character, but there was a show after her character and then there was a show after Lucy and there was a show after Ellen so it's like that's all kind of cool yeah oh absolutely they headlined their own show mm-hmm. made a persona based off of uh out of their comedy and put their name on yep, it exactly <laughs> I love that but here's the one that I found really interesting and it was really kind of an aha moment now all three of them have a mention of their brother Now, I probably noticed this because when I watched all these stand-up specials as a kid, I watched them with my brother. Mm -hmm. So it's that thing that, of course, I would see it. Totally. (laughs) But here's a really key similarity. So Lucille's Ball's brother, his name was Fred. And yes, uh, Fred Mertz is named after Lucille Ball's actual brother. (laughs) I don't think we actually mentioned that on the show, but it's true. Um. So Fred went with Lucy to California in the 1930s. He was Desi's band manager for a time, and he was also on the board of Desi Lou Productions. So basically, Fred was very much a big part of Lucille Ball's life. That's awesome. Which I didn't know. Yeah. Then Lily Tomlin has a brother, Richard, and they both started performing as kids in the backyard for the neighbors. Right. And according to Richard's website, Richard actually has a website. (laughs) He says, quote, the two of them hitchhiked to New York City in search of creative expression. What? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I I want to do that. (laughs) So Richard, I know. So Richard actually followed Lily to Los Angeles for work. Uh, He opened a store. He opened a production company. He has a memorabilia area dedicated to his sister in Pawtucket, Kentucky. Um, He also has a nightclub act that's kind of Frank Sinatra and gospel inspired. Uh, And he is a painter in his own right in Nashville, Tennessee, which is funny when you think of her character on Grace and Frankie, a painter. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's right? so cute. Aww. 
So then Ellen's brother, so Ellen's brother Vance, he was actually known as the funny one in the family what? growing up. Now, I didn't know this, but Vance was actually the original Mr. Hand on the Mr. Bill show uh, in the 1970s. So Mr. Bill was uh, claymation with uh, <laughs> where Mr. Hand would come in and grab the claymation and end the show. Oh, my That gosh. was Vance DeGeneres. <laughs> That is And adorable. I had no idea. I know. So now Vance was also, he's been in various bands uh, throughout uh, the ages, but I mostly remember him from The Daily Show. He was a correspondent on The Daily Show, and he appeared on Ellen's show uh, on her sitcom a couple of times. He has appeared on her talk show. I also read that he was a writer on her sitcom as well. Wow. So... I found it fascinating that all three of these funny gals uh, not only had brothers, but they had brothers that they laughed with and kept laughing with and followed them on their careers. And I think I need to call my brother. Yeah, I think so, too. I was just thinking that. I was like, wait, I have a brother and all of like right. every all of my films involves him in some way like my first films were See? like i was like okay jamin do you want to help me do xyz he's like yeah sure so anytime i have a film project i'm like okay do you want to help me he's like yeah sure and i don't even have to tell him what i need <laughs> he's just like i'll just show up and then you tell me when i get there right <laughs> you know i'm just there's got to be something to it there, i there's think gotta it's be. quite amazing it is <laughs> uh yeah Sisters and brothers working together. Oh, yeah. Only great things can happen. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like that gives me so oh. much hope because I'm like, well, I wanted. I don't want to leave right? them behind. Like I want to take them with me. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, and I love it. <laughs> so, well, okay. Now differences. What differences did you see in these lovely gals? This one is difficult. Um, I know. I know. It's weird that they're so similar. It is. Because when we've done this before, they haven't been. Right. No, no, no. It's usually easier to find differences than it is now. It's harder to find similarities sometimes yeah. with the, <laughs> when we cross compare. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> usually the similarities is the hard one. <laughs> right. One difference is Ellen does actually have her own talk show, which the other two do not. Right. She went talk show host as Very opposed true. to continuing with um scripted television so that's yeah. oh, very that's true. one big difference um their parent parental situations are pretty similar somewhat similar right they all kind of left relatively early on mm -hmm. they're kind of like yeah thanks mom and dad or grandparents or you know mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and it's like i'm gonna get out of here as soon as i can bye yeah thanks for your support <laughs> though <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go to a bigger city and try this out yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i think that's the biggest difference i can see at this moment is that ellen has a talk show and the other two gals didn't decide to go that route. Yeah, you're good. I just kind of went listy with it because like, so, and so it's like stream of consciousness thinking. So Lucy got her career uh, started in movies first mm -hmm. and Lily got her start in TV first and Ellen started in stand up first. Right. So yeah. that's one difference is like kind of how they like brought into it sort of thing. But like um, if I, if I can jump in here and list another similarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yes. Lucille Ball and 
Lily Tomlin, both of their dads pushed them to just do fun performances first. And then they jumped to their, um, quote, actual careers, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I thought that was a cool worth yeah. mentioning. No, that that's both very, of, very both true. Of yeah. Dads, oh yeah. Like we're like, okay, let me give you a push. <laughs> right, exactly. Try this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perform for the people. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, "Ooh, me likey." <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, now Lucy's claim to fame was creating really one character i mean even though we got lucy ricardo and then lucy carmichael really you know that's one still one character and i'm not gonna say it's her because it's one character right 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 um and then lily created multiple characters though i mean like ernestine and edith ann lots of different characters but like i would say ellen has arguably been herself the entire time a version of her so i mean yeah there was a few years before, like, the coming out episode, but she was still being what the network would allow her to be as true to herself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then I would even say what I think is interesting is that maybe that's because it's been an evolution of women on television um, and women in general. We just finally got to a time where we can be ourselves on TV. Yeah, I love that. That is so true. That's what I'm wondering if that's what it is. And I wouldn't have put that together if I didn't kind of look at, you know, Lucy in the 40s and 50s, Lily in the 70s, and, you know, Ellen kind of 90s. Right. And see see what changed. It's like, huh. I don't think, you know, like Lucy wouldn't have, or Ellen wouldn't have had the same opportunities as Lucy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then would Lucy take the same opportunities that Ellen chose? Right. It's like, yeah, yeah, because there's more options. Yeah. It's a really good point. See, yes. There you go. Um, well, do you think, and this one's always tough, was there anything that we missed uh, covering or like something new that you have learned about the gal since the show aired? Um, it's kind of like our catch-all. It is. We did forget to mention Finding Dory. I did feel bad about yeah, not mentioning did. that. <laughs> Even though it's kind of... Right. Um like one of the newer things, but Ellen was in Finding Dory. Um, exactly. Yeah. She got her own movie, which took a very long time. Because mm-hmm. after Finding Nemo, they're like, we're going to do Finding Dory. I'm like, I am so there. And then 10 years, years later, <laughs> something like that. I think Pixar has this theme, uh, though. waited. Because they're just now coming out with Incredibles 2. And let me tell you, The Incredibles and Finding Nemo were the two Pixar movies that I actually did like. I, I'm a Disney girl all the way, uh-huh. you know, and um, with the kinds of stories I like to tell, you would think that Pixar would be more my jam, but it's taken me a long time yeah. to, like, get used to Pixar. So, like, The Incredibles and Finding Nemo gotcha. were my two movies. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And I was like, okay, Incredibles 2 what's happening and now it's like oh it's finally coming out all right <laughs> where is it <laughs> exactly i'm like you you had to do cars two three and four and six million but you couldn't do incredibles till now but whatever <laughs> i know i know the head of the company was the creative on the cars movie so yeah, yeah. john lasseter was in the driver's seat if you will oh my gosh <laughs> Sorry, I can't help but it. I know. It's it's part of your genes. <laughs> it I is love it. all the puns every time. Mm-hmm. If I could make a nickel for every pun I could make, oh, I man. would have five nickels. 
Um, another thing that's um super random, but um yeah, I've been watching a show called Jane the Virgin, which is just oh yeah, my mom loves yeah, that show. It's... She bought me the first season oh DVD, gosh. and I have yet to watch it. It's super. She's like, funny. You have to watch it's... the show, and I'm like, I will get to it. I will get. It, it's so funny. <laughs> I'm like binging the rest of it because I'm like, I just gotta know. But um, there it's about basically one of the characters is a telenovela star and he's spanish mm-hmm. um and then um he he was getting all excited he was like um the reviewers said that i i was really funny and they reminded me of this actor called desi arnez remind me to google him later oh. i'm like i know that name i know this answer i know this one already i don't have to google I get that it. reference i get that reference i was, <laughs> I was like yes i know things now <laughs> <laughs> exactly i know right it's so fun <laughs> it's such a fun victory moment it really is i will get that when like somebody mentions like hedy lamar and i'm like would you like to know right, more about exactly. hedy lamar yeah i do that all the time i need to just hand out business cards all the time now because people are like well like, right. these gals just come up in normal conversation now it's like well do you really want to know where wi-fi they came do. from like do you do you want to know who the first right. female filmmaker was? Do you want to know about hidden figures? Like, I got answers here. <laughs> we should have cards. Ask me about random women's history. Ooh. I will give you a good story. I, I love that. <laughs> we should I will do get that. on it. I will have the marketing team, <laughs> which is me, get on that. <laughs> I love it. But anyways, do you have anything that yes, we uh, missed? I, you know what else we missed? I even said it in the intro to Ellen, but we never talked about her Presidential Medal of Freedom. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we didn't! I, you know we what? Totally I was doing about that one when I was um, making the video. I was looking through those bullet points, and I was like, "Oh shoot, I can't put this in the video because we never <laughs> actually said it again." <laughs> we never really talked about it. It just somehow like fell through the cracks but right. i did watch the the entire induction thing oh cried my eyes out watching mm. that that was that was lovely and touching and just such a huge moment and culmination of you know of ellen's career to that moment that is awesome because <laughs> she's got lots more to do oh yeah she's got lots more work <laughs> exactly um the other thing we didn't talk much about the other movies that ellen made I, I think it. they were like Mr. Wrong, Dr. Doodle, Ed TV, and Love Letter. Like I mentioned that I saw every single one of them and I kind of glossed over them because like the critics really didn't like them. And I think they also just didn't have the best script in the world, which Ellen didn't write. Right. Um, and also the marketing was just really horrible. Right. Um, but, you know, it was one of those things where I thought she was brilliant in them, but I know critics didn't like them. And I understand, you know, not all movies are brilliant. Totally. <laughs> And then uh, my husband actually listened to the show and he actually thanked me, uh, thanked us for not covering this. We didn't talk about Ellen's relationship with Anne Hayes. Yeah, we in the didn't. 90s. We didn't. We well, we just kind of let we, that. Go. We just let it slide. Like, but it's I, fine. It's yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he thanked us for that because I was, was just like, we were he torn. Was we actually, like, he didn't want to go through that again. I I don't blame because <laughs> we were talking about it right, right? and we were just like. <laughs> It kind of messed with the flow of the episode, and we're like, okay, there's some things we got to cut, so that can be one of them, you know, type thing. Right, because we were... 
we weren't necessarily for Ellen. We weren't necessarily going linear. We were no. kind of loosely yeah. going linear. Yeah. But then we were also going by kind of projects. Right. And it's like, Which was you know, for some reason life easier. and dating life. And it's like, yeah. you know, no one needs to go through and live that again. No. So we're good. She's Ellen's happy now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Let's just so focus like, on you that. Know right oh that's good i'm glad that he thought we made the right decision on that because afterwards i was like i was right like my mom was watching the the videos and she said she learned stuff just from watching the short videos which made me really happy oh sweet yeah i was like oh she she was like i didn't know ellen did this and this and this and i'm like yeah isn't it really cool (laughs) i know the stuff you can learn in less than two minutes of our little quick videos yeah i love it (laughs) me too they're perfect. <laughs> yes, and you make those, so thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I have one more thing that we didn't cover that we forgot to mention. Oh, like, yes, go for it. So with yes, Lily yes, yes. Tomlin, um, we actually didn't go super deep into her activism, which is, but it's oh, like, yeah, it's yeah. such a like deep pool that it was hard to get into. It was probably just an episode all on its own. So I just wanted to encourage our listeners to right. like... If you want to know more, definitely do more research about Lily Tomlin and Ellen, for that matter, because they're both super high into activism and stuff. And honestly, we could do a whole episode just focusing on that part of their lives. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because it's fascinating. It's also consistent. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, they've been talking about a lot of the same issues over time. Yep. um, Which is fascinating. Um, So, you know, the politicians may change. But uh, what they are passionate about, they have been passionate about through many different political leaders. Absolutely. So uh, there's there's a cornucopia of information to find and to love. Absolutely. <laughs> so what overarching, what overarching lesson did you learn from these funny gals? Well, I think the overarching lesson for me was it's okay to find comedy in the tragedy. And in fact, it's almost best like that's where the best comedy comes from is for lack of a better term tragedy and i did not fully realize that until we did these episodes because i just kind of thought oh you're naturally like comedians are like naturally funny and they i mean they have to practice of course but i just was like oh i could never be a comedian because i don't know i don't i'm not funny or whatever but i was like no if you it's different than what I thought, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And they... Yeah. It's like a process filter almost. Yeah. And they all taught me individually, like, the different ways that they came to comedy and um, grew from it. Yes. I always think comedy is is uh, is somebody working on a great hurt and trying to help others. And mm-hmm. the way that they do it is just so nuanced. Like every comedian is different mm-hmm. because they're approaching it in different ways. And then there's also comedians that are um, a great hurt and they're angry about it and they want to get you angry about it. But right. at the same time, they want to make you laugh and be angry at the same time. Right. And I find those fun as well. <laughs> Lenny Bruce right. was one of my favorite angry, funny, as well as like George Carlin, angry, funny. Right. Um, but when it's 
uplifting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. isn't the world just silly? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, those and that's do so make different. me feel so much better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and those were like Robin Williams. And you know what I mean? Exactly. And Ellen's uh, observations in stand-up, too. And I'm like... Yeah, the really the world is complicated and silly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, that's what I that's the parts about comedy that I love. It's it's hard for me when people make fun of other people and call it comedy. Like it, that can only go so far to me. Or like slap t- slapstick comedy. Right. It hurts me to watch other people hurt. So that is really difficult for right. me. Right. But um, I'm always trying to like help myself and help other people see the world in a in a better light so that we all have hope you know so these gals really showed that side of comedy so that's really encouraging to me yeah i like that so i think the the overarching lesson for me um because i learned a lot from all of them and i i was kind of like you know remembering in my head you know the the end of each episode what did i learn from them but i mean the overarching for me was stay in the game Um, That was something that I really saw with these gals. All three gals developed new shows. They developed new outlets for media. They kept healing comedy center stage and everything that they did. And so many times these gals could have vanished. Uh, They could have disappeared. They could have been like, well, yeah, that was fun, but I guess I'm done. Um, You know, I guess America's kind of, you know, over me right now. But they didn't. They stayed in the game and they kept bringing us amazing media. And I love that. And I think there's something truly to be said for staying in the game, for, you know, the long struggle um, and for keeping it funny and working with the times and finding your voice throughout the times. And I think I'll be thinking about it for a long time. You know, the the staying power, the staying in the game motif. Absolutely. That's a really great point. Did you have any final thoughts? I'm just really happy that we covered Funny Gals. I'm really happy. I know. <laughs> yeah. This it is was great. such an uplifting time. It really was. <laughs> I and mean, we still kind of... We only had one death because, I mean, Lucio Ball, you know, right. uh, so that was also kind of nice. It was really nice. And it's also really <laughs> trippy because it's hard not to talk to them in, in the past tense because it's like, no, right. Lily Tomlin and Ellen DeGeneres are still with us and still doing amazing things. And exactly. it'd be cool if yep. we're still doing our podcast in a few years, you know, we could go recap on them, see what they've done since then, you know, that exactly. kind of thing, which is pretty cool. So. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. And life's been pretty insane for the for us the past few weeks. So it's been really nice to be able oh, yeah. to come come and do research and not feel like it's too heavy. Like it was more uplifting. Right. You know, it's like okay, I can do this. You know, right? I'm gonna spend this research laughing most of the time. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Laughing or crying. That's what I noticed. Like I'm laughing, and then the next second, I'm like, that is the saddest story right. I've ever. You know, like. It was such like, a um, up and down. It really was. But yet the downs were never so down because the ups were, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's very, it was a very odd but fascinating time to be researching. Oh, yeah. And it was like, there were some sweet moments too because because they all work in media, you can look up their bits, you can look up their shows and there was moments where I was like crying because mm-hmm. it was so sweet. I was like, this is just 
all over the place. <laughs> right, exactly. That was like, uh, you know, Lily Tomlin, They, it was the rubber freak skit that she did that got her laugh in. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, let me see if I can find it. So I couldn't find the actual Merv Griffin clip, but she redid it later in life. And I'm like, all right, same material. I'm checking this out. And I'm like, yeah, I see how this got you laughing. That's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's really great to kind of be able to be like, okay, I see how this could lead to this, lead to this. And it's great. It really is. <laughs> yes. Well, the the great news is, is that Humor Month continues all June long at mm-hmm. galsguide.org. So more funny gals. If we find uh, more social media stuff, we're going to be sharing on our outlets too. So if there's anything with uh, Ellen or Lily, Carol Burnett just got a new show on Netflix. Oh, yeah. We're probably going to be checking that out. Oh, yeah. You know <laughs> so it's we are. Be awesome. <laughs> So Gals Guide's going to be sharing stand-up clips and articles and memes with quotes from your funny gals, ones that we talked about on this show, and ones that we didn't yet talk about on this show. So, but that wraps it up for us today. The next episodes, we are going to turn it up to 11. So dust off that Stratocaster, because we're going to be stage diving into Gals Who Rock. For more information about this week's gal or to check out our previous episodes, visit galsguide.org. To support the show, visit the Gals Guide Patreon page. We love our patrons and offer exclusive perks and behind-the-scenes access for as little as $1 a month. Thank you so much for subscribing to Your Gal Friday.